Hello, this is Mark Brown for Beyond the Room at the 2018 Conference on Transdiagnostic Approaches to Mental Health Challenges in Cambridge. And I've got David Barlow here, who's just given a quite amazing keynote speech about the role of neuroticism as a kind of underlying dimension in mental health difficulty. So for everyone who wasn't here, didn't get to witness it, I'm going to ask David to just kind of summarise a bit what he was talking about and kind of why that's an important idea. Thank you, Mark. I can give a brief summary. Um, we have been treating emotional disorders, such as depression, uh, panic disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, rather differently, uh, both with medications or with some of our new psychological treatments. And what we're talking about this morning is finding a single and hopefully more powerful approach that will be applicable to all of the emotional disorders. And this is not just uh, <clears throat> anxiety and depressive disorders, but also perhaps uh, some of the dissociative, people have dis problems with dissociation, uh, the somatic symptom disorders where people are <clears throat> perhaps overly focused on their uh, health, and uh, eating disorders uh, and the like. And the basic principle we're talking about is attacking the underlying neuroticism, which is a temperament or personality trait that is present in all of these disorders, um, and addressing it in a way that we can actually reduce the temperament of neuroticism thereby reducing, you know, all of the uh, problems, the emotional problems and disorders that come out of this uh, <clears throat> unfortunate uh, temperament. So kind of, could you define <clears throat> for the people at home what we're talking about when we're talking about neuroticism? Like, what does neuroticism look and feel like? Yeah, neuroticism <clears throat> is a uh, tendency to experience negative emotions. Uh, unpleasant emotions like uh, severe anxiety, severe depression, sometimes anger, uh, fear. Um, so a lot of these emotions that get the best of us from time to time. We all experience emotions and it's very normal <clears throat> to experience emotions. But when they become very, very frequent and very severe and are a bit out of control, then it becomes a problem. And most individuals who have that unfortunate experience tend to feel that their emotions are out of control, unpredictable, and make every attempt they can to suppress their emotions, which is the wrong thing to do. So our treatment addresses that basic uh, kind of neurotic temperament. It's interesting, you were talking about kind of the <clears throat> The way in which the history of, of treating psychopathology, of treating mental health difficulty, was effectively transdiagnostic up until relatively recently. Um, could you explain a bit more about that history? Because I think that's really interesting for everyone who wasn't here. In the early days of <clears throat> psychotherapy, uh, up until oh, the mid 80s or 1990 or so, um, most of psychotherapy was based on a specific theory of change, 
and there'd be a different theory in psychoanalysis than there would be in what we call Rogerian client-centered therapy or uh, supportive expressive therapy. So there'd be different kinds of therapies, but there wouldn't be much attention paid to the diagnosis or to what the problem was. And so as a result, if somebody were a psychoanalyst, everybody would get psychoanalysis. And it would be pretty much the same, delivered in pretty much the, the same way, pretty uniform way. If someone were dealing with uh, group supportive expressive therapy, then everybody in the group would get that supportive expressive uh, therapy and so on. Uh, what's changed now is that we're looking much more closely and know a lot more about uh, the basic kinds of uh, disorders and what underlies them. And so we're better able to direct our treatments at that, more specifically. Mm. Well, that's kind of, it sounds like you're kind of suggesting that transdiagnostic approaches are kind of a step <coughs> on for that. Now that we can kind of see more, we can see more of what might be underlying, what we previously could only see the surface of. And that suggests something in terms of things being linked in different ways than diagnostic categories. Is that correct? Sorry. Yes. So <clears throat> we've had these diagnostic categories and anybody uh, who's suffered from mental disorders or works in the field um, knows that we have disorders like panic disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, social anxiety disorder, major depression, um, somatic symptom disorder, etc. So there's a variety of these disorders. And we've operated by treating these disorders very specifically for the past 20 years or so. But now we think that we have identified a common core running through these disorders that we can attack directly with what we call a transdiagnostic or across all diagnosis treatment. Right. There was a really interesting question that someone asked you from the floor about whether um medication could do the same job as, as therapy and it kind of struck me that your answer was kind of really really interesting to that question <clears throat> yes it's um, the medications that are often used uh, to treat the psychiatric disorders are often called antidepressants or anti-anxiety drugs or anxiolytics and uh, sometimes they're thought to be very specific to those conditions but we've really learned that many of these medications uh, are really treating probably the same temperament, the same underlying temperament. Uh, and it, they're kind of lowering the water. So they can be effective, in some people at least, for a lot the, the same kinds of emotional disorders that we're beginning to treat uh, with our new transdiagnostic treatments, psychological treatments. Uh, the one disadvantage to some of the medication treatments is that they do not tend to have lasting effects. So after a few months or a year when the medications are discontinued, uh, relapse rates are uh, very high. The psychological treatments, on the other hand, based on the data we have, are more enduring. That is, the patient actually seems to learn something and uh, the effects last longer. Thank you for that. That was excellent.